there was like a team meeting where like the manager was trying to fire up the team and he was like, does any players have anything they want to say? And Zach Greinke raises his hand and goes, you know, somebody's been going to the bathroom and not washing your hands. And that's really disgusting. <laughs> gentlemen, boys and girls, all around the world, we bring you another ripping edition of the Dan vs. D Sports and Stuff Podcast. We're DVD for short, DVD as in DVD player. I'm your player with D with two E's and always at my right for some strange reason. <laughs> State your name. I'm Dan with an A-N. It's nice to see Good. you all. So I'm like, I just like kind of like, t- like when I was reaching, <laughs> extending my arms, I just tapped your knee or something. No, can, you, can you do that again? <laughs> well, like, th- you know what you're doing right now? You're LeBroning. <laughs> that, that, that needs to catch on, man. Or, or, or has it like caught on then like the wave just dispersed now? Because like memes just kind of go like and kind of like a... You know, I guess how you describe it, it kind of goes like a bell curve. Like it starts out like that, like you know, low, and then it goes up, and then it goes and then tails off. Yeah. So I guess we don't miss that bell curve, huh? I guess so. I mean, it's I, too bad. I'm still rocking the uh, the wallpaper of that on my computer. So I mean, it, it it'll, it'll never die. I still think it's funny, man. I I don't think that's ever going to stop being funny. Mm. Um, I'm still laughing about Kobe Bryant claiming slapping someone in the face was a shooting motion. Like, that was, like, you know, 14 years ago or something. Yeah, he's, like, long since been off the hook. But people will still remember that. But I don't think, I think uh, LeBron just, like, just unseated him. Just just him outstretching his arms and just, like, looking at J.R. Smith. What the heck are you doing? <laughs> and J.R. Smith just looked like he just doesn't care. I know he cared, but it just looked like he was just, like, there. Yeah. He has a bit of, um... He has a bit of the Roche Caldwell face a little bit where, like... No, I can do Roche Caldwell, man. He just looked like he was just stoned out of his mind all the time. Well, no. He had big... <laughs> he had really big eyes. Like, he would, he would like... His eyes would get really big when he was on the field. But, like, he did the same thing where, like, he would... He basically just only had one facial expression while he was playing. And so it was kind of like... You know what I mean? And I think it, like... When you're seeing JR on TV, you're not listening to the way he talks or you're not in the huddle with him. And so I think a lot of that extra communication gets lost and you just see his face mm. and he looks like he just like completely does not give a shit what's going I'm on. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm more so like distracted by all the tattoos he's got on his body, man. I mean, you see, he's like covered, his neck is covered and everything. Yeah. Like, I'm like, dang, man. Like, how do you have, how do you have like that much like pain tolerance and that much money to blow on tattoos? It is really interesting. I mean, you see, remember Birdman? Chris Birdman Anderson? Yeah. All the tattoos he had? And he had, like, the Mohawk, too, man? I love Birdman. That crazy situation where he got catfished. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I ended up watching that catfish episode um, at one point, randomly. Because I, I didn't even remember that that happened to him, because I really wasn't super into the NBA in, like, Wait, that was Wait, that was actually an episode? Yeah. Wait, like, Catfish, a TV show? Huh? Yeah. Like Neve and 
Yeah, they featured they featured him on that uh, on that episode. I need to check that was, out. That was like one of my guilty pleasures, man. It was a really nutty situation because uh, the person who catfished him also catfished the girl. So somehow they were able to they would talk to him pretending to be the girl, and they would talk to the girl pretending to be him. And Weird. It, it's one of the weirdest ones I can remember from, like, the handful of episodes I saw of that show. Very strange that someone was clever enough to be able you know, to do that. You know, you kind of um, remind me of Neve. You know, that's not <laughs> the first time I've been told that. <laughs> you said that is the first time? Or the, uh, I said that's not the first time I've been yeah, told Yeah, you, you got, like, a Neve going on, man. You do. Uh, you got a Neve thing. I, just, I don't have, like, the Max thing going on because, like, I don't have as much hair as he does and it's not gray. Now, if we could get 90s actress Nev Campbell, then we could have Neve and Nev. I'm going to have, like, Tevin Campbell. Like, he can, like, sing vocals and stuff. You remember, you know, Powerline from, like, a Goofy Movie? Oh, word. Man. Yeah. <laughs> we could have Campbell's Chunky Chicken Noodle. Yo, like, remember the graphics where it had, like, the football player just kind of, like, Jet Alvin real quick telling about how awesome the soup is, and he was, like, just, he was, like, like scoop right back on the can? <laughs> That, that was like that used to that bugged me out, but it was also cool to me. Do you remember, especially when, them featuring their moms? I was gonna say, do you remember when Donovan McNabb's mom became like a celebrity overnight? Yo, she for was about amazing. Five minutes? Who who would have liked like uh, Donovan McNabb's mom like serving like chunky soup, man? Like cheeseburger chunky soup or like clam chowder soup, or, like like meat meaty and hearty like chunky soup. I mean, they had what like five hundred flavors, didn't they? <laughs> And I guess at, at before least, Kurt Warner's mom. Oh yeah, he yeah she man everybody. She never got that. as popular as Donovan McNabb's mom. Then like uh, Matt Hasselbeck's mom like was feet like was there or something. Uh, I think like, she was. Oh man. Like like they. I miss those man. Eventually, they just stopped featuring featuring moms. Like they need to go back to like uh it, like Chunky Soup is still relevant, right? I guess. I mean, I haven't. I can't remember the last time I've seen a Campbell's ad. They need so. to feature like more like NFL moms, like serving their yeah. sons up some chunky soup. Man, come on, NFL, right there. Like that's a freebie for you, man. Just go ahead and take take my campaign idea, revitalize that, and like you know, feature you know, give us like JJ Watt's mom or something. Yeah, man. I mean, come on, like give that or uh, what's what's a good one like. Um, you know, Dak Prescott, Cam Newton. Yeah. <laughs> Big marketable stars. I'm sure they have adorable families. Anyway, uh, I'm not even sure how we got there. We went on one of our famous... Patented uh, tangents. Our patented uh, Dan versus D tangents. Cool. Uh, anyway. That's how our mom works. Uh, I don't even think I even said hello. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> uh to another just wonderful episode. We've got a great show for you tonight. Yeah, I thought you said uh, Dan with the A-N. I thought you said that. Oh, I did say that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to edit this pretty heavily already. Um, <laughs> we've got we've got a real a real humdinger of an episode for you here today. Humdinger! <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're obviously going to first dive into LeBron because the universe really does kind of revolve around LeBron. LeBron is um, gone again. And... And we'll talk a little bit about Boogie and how I actually don't think I or I should say I actually think Boogie signing with the Warriors is actually not a big deal. Um, Were we gonna do like also like a react to video? Right. Um, yes. We're gonna uh, talk about Jameis Winston. Like uh, you know he's slipping, slipping, and slipping some more. Um, but 
like go on a little lighter note involving Jameis Winston. Like this this one funny video this one guy showed me and I was like, really? Does this really happen? It's just amazing. It's it's like him and W's. <laughs> I just I can't even just let your mind wander on that. <laughs> Jameis Winston is a shithead. And I and I tried so hard like to root for him and stuff like that because like I was you know, I want to see someone successful, and of course, it's no secret, I want to see, like, a black quarterback be successful, but he keeps throwing interceptions and keeps making stupid decisions on and off the field. He <sighs> is a shithead. Is he a sex addict? Well, he's definitely a sex offender. Dang. Uh, so there's that. Well, he's not registered. Well, no, but it would not surprise me if he had to after this. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, sorry, I did not keep it lighthearted. Uh, anyway, do you ever um, though? No. Okay. <laughs> so you mean I'm working well. on that though. Cool, I'm, gonna tr- I'm trying to be a more positive person, ahead, as hard as that might be to believe. Talk about LeBron. Hmm. Okay. Um. Everybody saw this a mile away. Like um, he said, LA last year, and he chose LA this year. So yep. I, I guess um, like one of my favorite YouTubers right now, uh, Urinating Tree. I mean, he, he hit the nail on the head. It's like he was he was able to leave and go as he pleased, and like Cleveland's just screwed at this point. Like they don't have anything. They didn't they didn't even have a backup plan. <laughs> they, they don't they didn't even have no form of backups. Did they not think like, hey, like in case LeBron leaves, like we're gonna go this way? Yeah, I you know so that's what I mean, I'm that, more shocked about. That's been kind of a thing this whole time that he's been there is that he signed, you know, he signed like contracts with opt outs and things, so he Ended up signing, I think, two or three new contracts while he was with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they basically had to kind of go year to year. So and, the um, threat was always him leaving? To a point. And I think he did that on purpose as as to kind of have leverage over Dan Gilbert. Um, <laughs> Dan Gilbert. <laughs> the greatest owner ever. Oh, <laughs> He's also a shithead. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> uh, but... I just remember that letter he wrote when like LeBron left the first Comic time. Comic Sans. Did he? What? It was Comic Sans. Yeah. Oh no, man! Like, yep. oh, he committed the ultimate sin. Now, one of my one of my biggest regrets is that we didn't start doing this many years ago because I would have loved to fucking have this show going when like that stuff happened. Because oh, holy crap, that would have been. I mean, that like. That was like the golden age of like NBA memory. Like Dan Gilbert? The the letter, the Comic Sans letter and all of the, you know, the not five, not six, not seven. Wow. And all the, you know, all the Miami stuff. Anyway. They only, they only got the two. It's true. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of, kind of a stupid thing for him to promise, but whatever. Anyway, um, 
But yeah, the Cavs have just been kind of stringing along this whole time and made a bunch of really franchise-altering trades to kind of keep this team going. Was that and, kind of to like LeBron's doing, I guess? And, well, here's... And I'm actually glad I didn't ask you this question earlier when we were off the air, because I think this is a very good place to kind of jump off this okay. discussion uh, before we even get to LeBron and the Lakers is... So, you as a sports fan... Uh-oh. So, essentially what happened here is... Um, the Cavs very, very aggressively mortgaged the future to so for for this very brief competitive window. So, like Brooklyn Nets, Cleveland edition, the Cleveland Nets. I don't think it's quite that bad because that could be that bad. At least the Cavs got a good team out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got the championship. A bunch of crazy crap had to happen for them to win that championship, but they won the championship. So. Yeah. That's I guess that's my question to you. Do you do you feel like and it's different for us because we're Patriots fans and we're you know We've fans of you're you're a Bulls fan so like the you Bulls. had that experience in the nineties but like if you're a fan of a team that's like never won you know do you do you think that's worth it because they're gonna be crap they're gonna be utter shit for like the next five like it's going to be a very very long time before they're good again I guess and. I, it used to it, it, it used to matter with me like the championship championship or bus, but I remember um, um, what was it, our conversation we had back on the the very first episode. The math doesn't work. Yeah, about how you would love like yeah you everybody wants a championship, but not but the problem is not everyone can win the championship. Right. But how do you but uh, but there's another way you can win. By having an entertaining product that you're excited to see, you're excited to like spend your money on to go watch, and like you have a franchise that's not making too many facepalm decisions, just like being consistently good. I mean, everybody wants to be great, but not everybody can be great. But if you can be consistently good for a long time, um, like why why would that how would that not make you happy? It's like would you want to be uh, what was it? Uh, I think Bart Scott said this. Uh, he used this quote in like that in that thirty for thirty special. Um, broke. It's like, would you rather like uh live like live like a king for like a year or like uh, live like a prince forever? So it's kind of like it's kind of that that feeling. So do you do you want to uh eat good for a year and then starve for the rest of your life, or do you want to like eat good just across the your uh a whole bunch of years? Yeah. And I mean, because like, this is, like, this is going to be a valley for the Cavs. They're not even going to be good. They're not even going to be fun for I mean, this is a pit right years. Now, And so, I guess, I mean, I guess that's the trade-off. I don't know. I, but again, I think, I think our, per, like, it's almost hard for us to understand because we have, like, we have had so many, like, happy championship Don't worry. I hear it from fans. my, I hear it from my girl for all the time because, like, She's from Tennessee. Yeah, I'm Predators sure. haven't won it. Won the won the cup, the uh, the Stanley Cup, uh, and the uh, the Titans haven't won the um, the Lombardi Trophy. So it's like trying to like to keep keep hope alive with her because they never yeah. won anything. They always I mean, came close, but they they haven't quite done it. And I will say, like, you know, I was spoiled even as a Red Sox fan in that sense because, like. 
I certainly didn't have a lifetime of suffering before the Red Sox finally won. You know, I literally, the first season I followed the Red Sox was 2003. So, like, they won literally the year after that. So, yeah, like, I didn't even follow um, the Atlanta Braves, like, until, like, after. It was, like, after, like, 95 when they won that championship. So, I really right. don't remember that. I don't think I was watching then. So, like, by the time I did watch, you know, we were still at the prime of, like, the years of Glavin, Smoltz, and um, and Maddox. Yeah. And the, then, like... The 14 straight division titles. So, yeah. And Bobby Cox running the show, getting getting uh, getting ejections left and right. That was amazing. Like, but... Uh, and then, like, one of the greatest... One of my favorite names for, for a Brave, Andres Galarraga. Like, yo. <laughs> but, like... My memories was them like, you know, striking out against the Astros, striking out against the Yankees, striking out against the Padres. Well, striking out against the Cubs. Well, there you go. That's kind of proof of concept, isn't it? The Braves made the playoffs, won their division 14 years in a row and and, just, had, and ultimately in terms of championships had almost nothing to show for it. So, mm-hmm. is that worth it? Would you rather have another championship and maybe have won three division titles like I mean, but still, like, you gotta understand, like, but still, like, I, you still can't argue with their success. The 14 yeah. straight ones, you, that can't be taken away. Not, like, do I want, the, want a championship? Yeah, absolutely. But even, like, even if you have, like, the, you know, the best team ever and they keep winning championships, they, if, if, if they won, like, straight championship after straight championship, it's like, I mean, eventually, wouldn't you, like, kind of get tired of it in a way? I mean, that would get tired. No, uh, that would get boring. Sure. But, like, just look at the Warriors. Uh-huh. I mean, it's but, just it's just like, spoiler alert, I mean, the, the season's old before it even begins. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's, as long as it's entertaining, and as long as, like, the other teams are also, like, entertaining to watch, going and giving your team a challenge and making making the games exciting, like, I feel like you win that way. I feel that, that you win more than when you see your team win the championship. It's yeah. nice, but there's more to it than just you know, straight wins and losses. Yeah. And it took me some time to understand that. Like, when I re listened to that episode and like, man, I thought about it and took a, uh, philosophical approach to it. I was like, Oh, okay. Dan was on to something. Cause like, and I think I fall down on that side of things too. in that like, cause like the last couple of years are a good example the Red Sox won 93 games two years in a row, and they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs pretty handily. Which is frustrating, but... It was frustrating, like, that day, but I spent, like, six months having fun. And what about the Celtics? What about the Boston Celtics this year? I had so much, much freaking fun, fun I had watching that fun. team blossom in the playoffs. I it watched such a blast. I don't think I really watched a Bulls game this year, but I because I knew they were going to be absolutely terrible, but I... Like sometimes, like if I was, if I knew a, a Celtics game was on, I was tuning in it because they were just a fun team to watch, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's not just for people who are fans. Like like uh, you don't have to be just a fan of just your own team, your respective team. If if another team that's not your favorite team is 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 doing their thing and is a fun team to watch, you're gonna have outside fans look watching them yeah. because it's great television. But I will tell you, though, were I a Cavs fan, I might still, like, follow the NBA, but I definitely am not paying attention to what's happening with the Cavs the next probably at least couple of years. Uh, I'm probably not either. 
You know I just want to see. It's like I, I just kind of like want to see how low they can like actually go. I know. <laughs> That's the team I want to watch and just see Dan Gilbert just like wallow in his own misery that he probably probably uh, deserves. But like, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's but I guess I guess my point in bringing up the Red Sox originally was that before they won the championship in 04, and even, you know, again, like, I can't really say that oh, I had lifetime of suffering, but, like, <laughs> uh, but I would have, I would have signed up for 20 losing seasons in a row if it meant the Red Sox getting, winning the World Series. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just wanted to see it happen so badly that I was willing to, like, you know, if some, if, like, the theoretical baseball devil offered me that, that trade, I would have taken That's it. That's how it was with the Patriots winning their first Super Bowl against the Rams. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's very different when you've seen it happen in your lifetime and you can at least have that memory to treasure. And and so, yeah, I don't know. I think Cavs fans seem to be generally, because like everything that happened for them to win that championship and for LeBron to come home and, and deliver that for them and it was his childhood dream and everything... You know, and it was like I, he delivered it, and then now what? It's it it is time for him to leave, and I guess now we can transition to what's next for him. Lamar because Ball. Oh <laughs> I hope not, or at least if it's whether we like it or not, he is he's going to force his way into like our eyeballs and like our like TV screens and tablets and phones and all of that. Well, if the media maybe just would stop paying attention to him. Um, He's just so kooky and, like, over the top. How do you not, like, look at him? And how do you not pay attention to him? Maybe LeVar Ball will run for president someday, and then everyone will be forced to pay attention to him, just like uh, with that other guy. That, that other guy. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways. Do you, okay, so do you like the move, though? I'm very conflicted about it because tell, tell me, tell me, man. I'm, 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 I've been, I've been dying to hear this. Go, <laughs> go ahead, man. I'm gonna tell I, I'm holding this mic right here. You know, there's like a bunch of mics right here. <laughs> okay, right, right. I'm being interviewed now. Yeah. Um, I really like LeBron. I do too. And greatest player ever. Well, not ever, but greatest player, not uh, generation. Uh, <laughs> okay, one day you and I, went, like, if we get together and we really have no topics, we need to do our version of MJ versus LeBron. Wait, not are, today. Are we gonna like have like a couple beers or something? Do we like need that or some kind of like, alcohol beverage of choice? But I'm legit. I'm I'm legit. I think we should have that debate. Even if even if we both lean the same direction, we should each take a side and then have the debate. Because uh, I think that would be fun. We'll just do an entire episode of just pointless BS. Michael Jordan had like the like had like the best like he was announced in the best way possible. Michael Jordan. <laughs> LeBron has yet to have an action uh, platformer made about him, so... I mean, he is going to have Space Jam 2, though, so... LeBron James, Chaos in the in the Land? I mean, well, I mean, that's what happened when he left. He just left. He <laughs> <laughs> just spontaneously combusts once he, like, t- takes a bus or takes a plane to L.A. No, the perfect... <laughs> Man, we're getting sidetracked here, but I don't care. Uh... The perfect premise for the LeBron James video game would be LeBron has been gone from Cleveland for a while, and he returns to find that, like, evil demons have have taken over the city, 
and he has to use his superpowers to fight all the demons. So is this like and clean up the city? So is this when he like went home like like in real yeah. life? Yeah. And it's like a wasteland, but he just like makes it a promised land again. Yeah. Yo, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we should pitch this to him. What if we What if we get to meet LeBron? Man. And then make him a video game. That would be so much fun. Man, if I met LeBron, I would like from like the hook me up with like some kicks or something, man. But anyway, my or point at least is, his personal trainer know how he gets those muscles. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, my point is, I like LeBron. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people hate him so much because, like, he's generally been nothing but like a nice guy. His literally in his entire career. I guess people see him as selfish because he's like, I guess, not staying with one team. And he's going going after his brand. I guess. And he does like in a sense like he does pol- he does some like team politicking like especially like the whole like, GM stuff and all. I mean, I guess that's fair. And I I did my fair share of making fun of him, especially when he first went back to Cleveland. I used to refuse to call them the Cavaliers. I would call them LeBron. I just would like would, you know I'd be like, oh man, the Celtics are playing LeBron tomorrow night. I mean, you know? I mean, you saw what happened with Saturday Night Live like that two that like for in two thousand eighteen it was LeBron James. And the other Cavaliers. So people were still doing that even to this but, year. <laughs> but you may notice, you may notice that after they did the impossible and they beat the Warriors, I retired that joke permanently. Because yeah, I'm, I still if think, you prove it, I still think it was a fluke because uh, he petitioned for Draymond Green to get suspended, dude, and then that halted their momentum. Dude, Super Bowl Forty Two was a fluke. It still counts. Like, I know. You know what I mean? It didn't just count, though. It ruined the perfect season. That's my point. It does not matter how fluky or how improbable that game is. That was a one out of a thousand game. But it doesn't matter. That's the one that we had. Yeah, but then it happened again in 46. Super Bowl 50. Was that... Whatever. 28 to 3. 28 to 3. The Falcons (laughs) were 99.7 to win that game. (laughs) Okay, like I, I just cringe when I see that giant blue though, man. That giant yeah, blue. no, for that real. Giant blue. You have like a like a like I have like an like an anxiety reaction to that logo whenever I see. That's it. what happened when I, when I saw that chef man when he came out to say hi to us. Everything was going great, and then I saw that giant's hat. And it just ruined your birthday. Poor, it it, it didn't man. ruin it. it didn't work. Oh yeah, I had no. a birthday, man. Hey, I'm twenty. I'm twenty nine years young. I'm like one year away from like thirty. So like. Man. Let's take this opportunity to all wish uh, D a happy birthday. In fact, I think everyone in the audience should sing to him right now. And song cover. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably a pointless. You know, move. you know, I hate it though. Like, uh, like uh, we know when people's like, "Hey, go sing happy birthday." And you know, it, whatever. You have a group of people that don't want to sing. They sing that same monotone as like, like they're like they got like we got invaded by zombies, and then they just like because like, <laughs> you know people don't want to sing it. It's like the it's like the teacher making you do something that you don't yeah. want to do as a class. You gotta, you gotta enjoy the moment, man. I just try to belt that shit out because it's fun. <laughs> it's just like, one of these times, I just want to say, hey, let's sing Happy Birthday. And just everybody just spontaneously just groups together. just becomes like this ensemble, awesome singing, like, choir. Like, sing it with some gusto. I still like... <laughs> well, here's what you need to do. You just need to make sure that all of your best friends are the members of a barbershop quartet. 
That doesn't sound like a bad idea. I don't know any barbershop quartets. <laughs> I don't either. Man. I guess I'll have to form one. Well, someday. Anyway, we'll form a barbershop duet. Dang. Um, or we'll, we'll... Anyway, holy so crap. So, what's the bad... Uh, um, so, so you say it's a mixed bag with you with LeBron going to LA. Why? Okay, so I like LeBron. Yeah. Uh, that's point number one. Two, I don't like the Lakers. Yeah, because he's a Celtic. Uh, I'm a Celtic fan, and I just... I I dislike Lakers, and you know, but you know, but you know, really like what it is but really what it is because I like Magic. He seems he seems like a super cool guy. Um, <laughs> you know what I just like? I dislike uh, the way Lakers fans act. Arrogant. It's LA is arrogant. It's the exact same reason <laughs> that Yankees fans always piss me off because it's one thing. It's one thing like every fan base has like dumb idiot people on Twitter who say stupid shit. Like, that's not really unique to either of those teams. But what is unique to them is this sort of singular arrogance of feeling, of believing that their team is bigger than the sport, I guess. And that's the thing that I find irritating about it. So the Dallas Cowboys? The Cowboys, too. Same thing. Except it's even stupider because their team has had way less success than... The Yankees have 27 championships. They can... They can you can thump your chest about that. That is that is a literal and, fact. And they have Aaron Judge. And almost all of the greatest players in MLB history have at one point or another played for the Yankees. Plus they have the Judge. And they do have the they do have the Judge. It's almost like they're filling the Supreme Court with conservative judges. Oh. oh. Anyway, I made myself sad. Aaron Judge. Is um, Aaron Judge is amazing. Yeah. And he's also very cool and likable. Even nice. though I hate their fans, and their fans don't deserve him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? It's like, to me, that is very different from, like, the garden variety Twitter asshole. It's it's like, well, of course we signed LeBron. Why would, you know, almost acting like LeBron's accomplishments elsewhere are less valid than whatever he might do with the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter... Until you do it with the, it, or it doesn't really matter until you hit three home runs with the Yankees. That those home runs count more because you're a Yankee. You I mean, know? well, I mean, to be fair though, look where Shaq was with the Magic, then where look where he was when he was with the Lakers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, where he was when he was with the Bucks, and look where he was when he was the Lakers. But, <laughs> but in both those cases, in both those cases. That was the case of an already great player joining an already very good team. Hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe putting that team over the top, but that's... But would they have been household names if they weren't part of the Lakers? They wouldn't have been household names if those Lakers teams had been bad. Yeah. Like, I think the success has something to do with that. Well, Shaq was already kind of like a household name, like, uh, because he already had commercials and stuff. Yeah, and he had the hip hop album and stuff like that. But. What's up, Dot? Kevin Rock. (laughs) But, I don't know. I'm, I I guess I'm not really making any sort of argument here, because I can't, I can't really in good faith be like, well, LA is exactly the same as Milwaukee. But are you just pretending like the like all of LA is basically Lavar is all Lavar Ball? <laughs> no, not exactly. I don't know. I just find that annoying. And anything that gives as much as I like LeBron and as much as I will continue to root for LeBron individually to succeed, I anything that makes 
Anything that makes Lakers fans act like that is bad news, in mm. my opinion. <laughs> okay. So, so there's that. So, well, for me, like, if you wanted to go to L.A., like, hey, let them go to L.A. But the problem is, I don't see what's really there in L.A. as a as a basketball team because they're not a championship ready team now. Yeah, they're not good. Like, they're not going to be a championship ready team, I guess, for the next couple of years until they until they get. Um, like someone like a Kawhi Leonard or maybe Jimmy Butler opts out of his contract. Well, well, he becomes a free well, agent next year, or maybe they'll get him in a trade. I don't know, but they they just, I mean, they don't have like, I mean, plus right now like, uh, they uh, did something with um, uh, with Julius Randle's contract. Now he's gonna be a, he's an unrestricted free agent now, so they're gonna lose him. So really, all they who who they have they what well, they got Lonzo Ball, Brooke Lopez, um, Brandon Ingram. Well, and Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope. I mean, that's they. They oh, and, and Kyle Kuzma. That's that's it. They signed in the last couple of days. They've signed Rajon Rondo and Lance Stevenson. Man, that's right. Didn't so, they also pick up like Javale McGee? Oh yeah, right, and McGee too. So they basically have almost cornered the market on like NBA meme players. So, uh, so that's something Man, that I, will I definitely can, lead the league in memes next season. Yo, I cannot wait till like like the first like practice when they're scrimmaging, and then like Lance Stevenson's like playing defense against LeBron, he just blows in his ear again. <laughs> it's really weird. I just love it when like, someone like photoshopped that like uh, his uh, like uh, Lance Stevenson's face, like blowing face, and had it so like he was like blowing. Um, like uh, Jameis Winston off balance, you know that clip where he like lost the football in that semifinal game. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> just 2014 things, man. Um, but like I, I mean, if you want, I mean, his his sons what going to like or like attend school in L.A. and stuff. Yeah, plus he's got, got houses managed, there. He got houses there. I mean, why not? But but you can't say like. He made the decision because it made basketball sense because they just don't have enough right now. Yeah. But, I mean, on the other hand, he, he really seems to trust Magic in a way that he hasn't trusted previous executives. I mean, who wouldn't trust Magic Johnson? That's small, man. It and is he, one of those things, he has all yeah, that money, man. He is, a, he is a very, very charming dude who I'm pretty sure could convince me that I, I don't know, that I had two heads. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, so like Kawhi is a free agent next year, so I don't think that they blow up their team to trade for Kawhi now. They pretty much know that they, it's almost a lock to sign him. So, so like the reason why they like are nuking like Julius Randle's contract and stuff like that is there. I mean, it's clearly money at Cap space. So it seems weird to think that like they're gonna actually just punt like LeBron's age thirty four season or whatever, but I mean, seems like that's what they're gonna do. So, um, and even if they do get good players, to I just don't see I just see them like getting eliminated, you know, in the in the conference semis or the conference finals because yeah. the West is a different beast, man. Yep. I mean, it, either the Rockets with uh, with Harden face. Or or the wars where like they're just you know pretty much you know mad and create a roster like that's gonna eliminate them. Yeah, 
I can't root against LeBron James, but I just don't see where I just don't see the plan right now for LA. So yeah. I guess I just it's just like it's like a soap opera. Like I gotta tune in. I gotta like cross my legs and just you know watch the TV and see what happens. That's yeah. all. It's interesting too because Paul George opted to stay. Now that is what OKC. blew that that's what that's what surprised me. The LeBron going to LA, we knew that year in advance. Everybody was saying Paul George was going there, but instead he chose to go with the Thunder. And I don't understand. I was actually mad about that. I, I am mad about that because you're not gonna win no championships at, with, with with an OKC. Like I don't think he meshed, I mean, he meshes okay with, with uh, Russell Westbrook, but why do you want to be on a team with Carmelo Anthony, who's basically going to bring the team down like an anchor, <laughs> who's past his prime, doesn't want to come off the bench, tying him up for ransom with money, and you're, and you're just going to get eliminated in the first or second round every year. <laughs> Because you're in the Western Conference. I think it was the stupidest decision that he made. And it was fueled by money. He must have been talking too much with uh, Carmelo. He's probably talking about, get your money, get your money. That's what he did. That's what it speaks to me. He went to get his money. Because if he wanted to go to a championship team, that's not the place to do it. Get this man on Sports Center. It's, it's not, I, I don't. I, I never understood. That's what made me mad. Like Cleveland fans should be mad. Like Brian Lever, y'all need to be mad for him not joining forces with LeBron because there. To me, OKC is kind of like a wasteland in a way. It's not a wasteland. It's just you're kind of like in you're you're kind of like in first first round elimination purgatory. You are like how like. You can't, as you look at the roster they got, it's Russell Westbrook, and yeah, Russell Westbrook, now Paul George again, and, and a pass is probably Carmelo Anthony, who should probably retire, but he, he probably won't because he loves his money, and plus, I guess he still thinks he's like this, this hotshot all-star when you know he's not anymore. But and uh, they also they also sent away Oladipo, who suddenly became really good, further uh, increasing Sam Presti's legacy of trading away amazing players. Man, um, but I like I like that name too, Victor, like Victor Oladipo. And don't forget, um, uh, uh, don't forget uh, Sabonis, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Uh, so okay, so okay, so that I. Two point agree with what you with what you just said, and also just just give me a high five because I mean, that was that was. Epic. I mean, it, to me, like that made less basketball sense than LeBron going to LA with their roster right now. Yeah, because at least they have room to grow. Now, okay, I have a follow up question for you. All right, Lay uh, on me. where do you fall down? Well, not fall down. Uh, <laughs> I have fallen down, but I've gotten back up. I get knocked down. But I get up again, and they're never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, and I, I get, get up again. again. And they're never gonna I keep me down. down. I get knocked down. <laughs> wow, it's 1997 up in here. Man. Uh, anyway, no. Uh, okay, so there's generally two schools of thought on Russell Westbrook. One, oh, I gotta go to school. Dang. One is that his play style is so like weird and ball hoggy and inefficient that he can basically never be on a really good team. 
And then the other school of thought is that he really just hasn't quite had the opportunity to fit into a good team. Which do you fall down on? Do you think Russell Westbrook makes it basically systemically impossible to build a, like, true title contender? And what was the other option? That they just haven't found the formula yet. I say they just haven't found the formula because, like, Russell Westbrook, don't get me wrong, like... Hey, I I don't knock him like he like he's not a bad player by any means. I mean, last year he won the MVP. He so, averaged a triple double. Yeah, for he two averaged a triple seasons. double. That's skill. Which, okay, those so, are counting stats that I mean, do rely on usage. Are they a little bit ball like hoggy but... and stuff, or like ball dominant? Yeah, of course. I mean, you, if you get a triple double, you're gonna have the ball in your hands most most of the darn time. Right, but. That formula, I, I just think he hasn't found the formula yet because remember when he had KD and a young uh, James Harden, James Harden coming off the bench, man, the irony, man, him coming off the bench for uh, like uh, the play with uh, Westbrook and uh, and KD, Westbrook winning the MVP last year, him winning it this year, how how's that for irony? Yeah, and now he he's the man for his team. And I think, and you can argue their team was more efficient. Than a uh, Russell Westbrook ran yep. team, and they had like uh, a Paul, and they had a Paul George and a uh, Carmelo Anthony. Um, but when I mean, you remember when they went to the finals against the Heat, they had K, uh, he had a KD, and he had a young James Harden. But and then you know Scott Brooks was like the coach and stuff. I right. just, I guess the other players they had there like. I guess they just couldn't string together and might make that complete formula that would take out like that could take down the Heat. I mean, of course, the Heat had you know had shooters and had you know the uh, had defense. great ke- yeah, defense and had great chemistry with Wade, Bosch, and James. So, and they and they found a way to make that formula work. But to be fair, though, remember that first year when they when they lost, it took a loss like a championship loss to the Mavericks. To kind of reassess what they had, and they jailed even more, and I think that's what led to their their, their eventual success. They kind of had they had to take their lumps, and then they returned back to uh, to the uh, the finals, and then got the job done. Look what happened with uh, with the Thunder. They got to the finals, they lost. But it was like they were like, okay, they got a young nucleus, a young core. They'll get it. They'll Everybody get back. kind of assumed and then they'd they be nev- back and then the they never year. and they never came back. Now, so they could never just pull together, and I guess that's sort of, I guess that's sort of more, more of the question relating to, to Westbrook because you said you felt like that because you said you felt like that team was just basically playoff purgatory. That, but I mean, do you think, do you think that deep down Russ has the goods that he is capable? of playing and that like a Russell Westbrook led team is capable of playing championship basketball, whatever you believe that to be. I, I can't bet against his skill. Like I, I can't like, I, I really think that he just needs like players. I guess that can, I think he needs like a kind of like a team like LeBron James. Like he need. He needs to have the ball in his hands, everybody else spread out, and and just be ready to shoot jump shots, like shoot threes or be wide open, and like them being productive that way. Like I, I don't think like because I don't think the roster he has right now. I mean, look at Paul George. I mean, I mean he's not ball dominant, but 
I mean, he, he he sometimes needs the ball in his hands. But he's also like a like a big volume kind of scorer that yeah. that likes to have a high usage rate as well, uh-huh. which doesn't necessarily play well. And Carmelo Anthony isn't really a, a good jump shooter anymore. And Anthony like still believes he's Carmelo Anthony from like eight years ago, and he's not realized that he is at best a bench player at this. Do point you remember when we were like debating like who was like the like who was gonna have the better career, LeBron James or Carmelo Anthony? Isn't that amazing to contemplate, man? So I mean, I guess I guess a sliver of me is saying like. He can't. Uh, he can't win a championship based on the way he's playing. But what the way he plays is what makes him great. So if you was to kind of shift yeah. him to like a different or like a smaller role, then he, it, you're you're gonna take the the Russell Westbrook away from him. That's yeah. like that's like telling LeBron James he can't take the ball up the court <laughs> or have every play run through him or something. Right. Well, because like I don't know. I I've definitely heard like. NBA Twitter people try to make the argument basically that Russ's play style might make the Thunder a good team, but ultimately kind of hinders them from being great. And to be honest, I think some of that's got to be structural because if you say took Russ and you swapped him onto the Warriors Mm -hmm. and swapped out Clay Thompson, that team still wins the NBA title. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's just by uh, by uh, virtual default because of the it's the Warriors. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't believe that like Russ's presence on that bizarre theoretical team would like prevent them from winning. So to me, I don't necessarily really buy that. Maybe I'm misrepresenting their argument, but I just I don't I don't really buy I mean, that. Think as think of uh, think of what they're saying about the Rockets. It was James Harden. It's like. Can they can they win with James Harden being ball dominant and all that stuff? Yeah. Then they brought in a Chris, they found a way. They brought they brought in a Chris Paul. They brought in Trevor Ariza, and they and they struck and like they're like oh can these guys coexist? And somehow they they jailed they they isn't, jailed together. Isn't that nuts too? That like everyone was saying last year when the Rockets brought in uh, Chris Paul, like what the hell? How is this ever going to fit together? And the Team won 65 games, so, like, something and, worked. And should have beat the Warriors. You know what I mean? Yeah, they should have beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, I guess we got way, way into the weeds on this one. I just find that a really interesting topic. Wait, and For me, like, the the the, um, the final answer is, he's good. Don't, like, don't take away, like, um, what makes him great. It's just he just hasn't had the, the team team around him that, that have that proper jailing for them to, to make that next level lead. Because remember, they had the, they had the squads, but then they blew that three what the three one lead. Yeah. And then and then lost to the Warriors and that led to KD leaving and stuff. So they just never they've had talent. They just never had been able to bring it all together. Yeah. So that's so like answer B. Well, very quickly, let me because I do find it interesting when we when we have these kind of discussions for me to kind of Take the uh, take the other viewpoint and see. Oh, if playing I can... devil's advocate, sort of. <laughs> uh, so let me try to make a pro Paul George signing with the Thunder argument. Then, okay, um, I, I, I want to hear this. 
Because what the other thing that's really, really fascinating about it is that he did not do a, like, two and two. He signed, I think, for four years. Yeah, like so that. he really locked himself so down. So he, he decided, this is the place I'm going to play. Um, and he gave up the idea, the notion of going and playing with LeBron or playing in L.A. or any of that. And when you look at it from this standpoint, it's like, if his goal is to win... Um, like, his presence, say, on this LeBron Lakers team would make that team better, but I don't think it realistically increases their chances of getting past the Warriors. They would still get beat by the Rockets. Uh, they're the they're going to get beat by the Rockets or the Warriors, yeah. Whereas, I don't know. I mean, I guess everybody was just talking about he wanted to go to L.A., go to L.A., go to yeah. L.A., and then when it didn't happen, it's like it was just like, but, <gasps> wow. But he seems to really... In- I mean, obviously, he seems to really enjoy playing there if he was willing to commit to it. And what if... Because, I mean, the Thunder were, like, really good at points last season. They couldn't quite keep it going the whole year. But, like, what if they keep... What if that just gets better? What if they keep figuring it out? What if he kind of knows a little bit more than we do? You know what I mean? That's always the case. And... So I can I can almost see it from that perspective. They're not a bad team at all. No, they're not a bad team. It's just like and I don't. Uh, it's hard for me to see what that next level is going to come from. Yeah, and that's why I said like first round elimination purgatory. Like, are you, you're good enough to get into the playoffs, but are you great? Or but are you great enough to make a run, especially in like the tougher of the two conferences? Yeah, and that's fair. Um but it's like I mean I don't know. I guess that really isn't actually that much of a that much of an argument for him signing there. But it's sort of like where else realistically are you going to go? That's going to be that like that much better. Like the Warriors are obviously not going to sign you, Philly, because like hey, if you put him on that team, they go to the finals next year. <laughs> Maybe. Or he goes to the Celtics and they go to the finals next year. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I could see that, but I don't know. I don't think he's, like, a perfect fit for either of those rosters either, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, so that's part of it. I don't know. I'm really not, I'm not making much of a cohesive argument here. I just, other than basically, it's sort of like what the Democrats' campaign platform always seems to be, which is basically, we're not that horrible Republican guy who's running. <laughs> so, I guess my argument is... uh Stick with the Thunder, because there's only maybe one or two situations that are better, and every other situation is worse. Or maybe he's got, like, a LeBron thing going on. Maybe he's starting to, maybe he loves the city, and maybe he wants to bring them a championship as, like, a yeah. like a final wish or something. I don't know. Could be. Maybe he maybe he pities them because KD left. That, that could be a possibility, but man. Anyway, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, this was good stuff, though. Anyway, we've somehow in this long segment managed to actually not spend a whole lot of time talking about LeBron, but that's okay. Oh, man. I think we I think we know the score on LeBron already. Yeah. Um, if y'all read Twitter, y'all already know. So. <laughs> and I mean, there's been a ton of analysis of like what that Lakers team is gonna look like. So I mean, whatever. And and like um, I remember seeing on Twitter like uh, 2024, like the uh, the starting line it was gonna be 
Uh, it's going to be uh, Lonzo Ball, LeBron James Jr., LeBron James, LaMelo, and Angelo Balls. <laughs> Given that I think we definitively know that Lamelo and Leangelo are not very good at basketball comparatively, they're, they're good, but I don't think they're like NBA ready good. I don't think they're like either of them are ever going to be anywhere near good enough to play in the NBA. Hmm. So, uh, like in that theoretical situation, does that team win even twenty games? Wait, but the, the starting lineup I just made, yes. Dude, they'll, they'll like get in the playoffs like as an eight seed probably <laughs> because, because you got to figure LeBron's going to be like forty at that point. But LeBron would still know how to play, and plus you have youth on his side with his kid. His kid might actually end up being pretty. Good, so <laughs> who knows? And then like imagine like you know, like what if it's like his kid can like jump out the gym? All they have to do is just have like uh, Lonzo just alley oop everything for him, or just drive to the basket and then like kick it to Le- LeBron Junior or to LeBron James because he might have to develop his his three point shot even more. Hey, and like maybe the maybe the other balls are like actually pretty good. And then who are they gonna have on the roster like uh, as reserves? They might have Jr. Smith come off the bench or Kyle Cor. I was going to say, obviously... uh, And Lonzo would be able to shoot a basketball. Obviously, (laughs) if at that point, LeVar Ball has, like, convinced, uh, has convinced, like, Jimmy Buss to let his, all of his kids play on the same team, (laughs) he's probably talked his way onto the bench at that point. Or he's probably become the president. Oh, no. No, LeVar is the GM. Oh, no. And he somehow managed to oust Magic. That's the true. Le- That'll be the true Le GM. Oh my Love God. Him. And uh, oh man, this is this is the dark future we all deserve. Uh, what other har- what other like fucked up things have happened in this future universe? I think um, I think somehow he's like also become the president of Fox News. <laughs> I would pay money to see that, honestly. But now, instead of being a propaganda arm for a certain political party, Fox News is actually just the LeVar Ball 24-7 network. Oh, no. <laughs> it just has news about LeVar Ball just 24-7. I mean, he would have, he would have a dilemma. He have to, like, find a way to fill that with content. Is he going to have to, like, is he going to be, like, one of those televangelists or something? You know like, for it'd a be damn like a great fact, prophet, a great prophet, Levar Ball. <laughs> you know for a damn fact that in 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 his mind, Levar Ball has literally twenty four seven amount of content. He would have no, like he would have too much content even for that network. He would have to make a second network. But the question is, like, would be would we be able to like handle it? No. Wait, is and then like a channel called LMN, like a uh, Lifetime Movie Network, it'd be like he'll purchase that. Levar it'd be Levar Movie, movie Network. Network. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It'll be like as as much the it'll be as good a quality as like the WWE uh, Studios movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and he'll purchase a share of the WWE, and he'll be a part time wrestler. <laughs> match between him, like the match I've always wanted to see, LeVar Ball versus The Miz. <laughs> oh and keep in mind, no, and, and this is compelling television because nobody is a bigger mark for uh, Cleveland basketball or Cleveland sports than The Miz. He said that they were going to come back 
from 3-0 and, and winning seven against the Warriors on first take like, with Stephen A. Smith. And Stephen A. Smith's like, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm so sorry. So can you imagine that the battle of LA versus Cleveland and it's decided between the Varball and Mike the Miz Mazanin? <laughs> and and LeBron James is a special guest referee. So his heart from where he comes from or his heart where he is now? His heart versus his head. <laughs> oh my god. This is the future we all deserve, people. Oh man. Um, <laughs> J.R. Smith is like Secretary of State in this universe. Man. Just as long as he's not spinning on Henny. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, my foot fell asleep, so... Uh, <laughs> I was wondering what uh, was going on, man. Uh, I got so excited about this that my foot fell asleep. Man. I do want to take a moment and we need to memorialize something. So Trevor Ariza left the Rockets. He oh, went to, man. That's right. I, I think the Suns. Yes, he went to Phoenix. Uh, for like a one-year deal. But the important thing is that means that that glorious comedic trio of Chris Paul, James Harden, and uh, Trevor Ariza from those State Farm commercials. Oh, man. I didn't think about that. Until you no just more. That. So they're going to have to make a new commercial for next season. Hey, um, yeah, you know, um, so it's like fall, fall, fall my lead. Like, like, tell me why they ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you. That's for you, Trevor Reza. That, that was like my favorite commercial in like, you know, years, man. We're going to miss you, buddy. going to miss you. Here's hoping for a midseason trade. Also, so Trevor Reason, though. How about Trevor Reason? He's man. How long has he he, he been in the league? He has found a way Remember to just he keep was, himself in the league for so yeah. long. He was like good on those uh, on those um, you know early early Lakers early yeah those Lakers teams that no, he were is so good. He came from Western Kentucky. He's like the only like player I know that came from Western Kentucky and is in the pros. Plus, I've always thought Ariza was just a cool name. Yeah, Trevor. Trevor Ariza. Trevor. Trevor. Yeah. Uh, dang, I, dang, I'm sad now. Thanks a lot for bringing it up. Sorry. Now, it's not commercials no more. Like, but, you it'll, know, it'll live on forever. Or at least think about Think about the good times that we had, though. That commercial existed in the first place. Yeah, man. Don't cry that it's over. Smile that. And we immortalized it in in like our um, uh, episode, what was it? Episode nine, Harden face. Episode ten. No, no, no. no. Or 10, 10 was Al apologies, and eleven was Jay Art. Oh, you're right. It was episode nine. Oh wow. my gosh, I got I got, I got the catalog. <laughs> well, I would hope that you're like a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge. <laughs> Given that you are also the co-host, I know. <laughs> oh, I need to like uh, at some point. I need to show you um, KD face because I saw like this uh, Hey Google commercial, and then like he kept like messing it Saying, up. Yo Google, Yo Google, and hey, you seen it? Yeah. But at the yep. very end, he's just smiling at the camera. <laughs> I was like, that's KD face. Oh my God. <laughs> KD face. KD face.
Is that the, oh shit, I accidentally posted with my burner account face? Nah. <laughs> nah. Yo, Google, switch my Twitter accounts. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm never letting that go either. Just like I'm hey. never letting uh, Draymond's dick go. Oh my gosh. I was, I was that, actually thinking that just now. Like, <laughs> that probably is not what I meant. <laughs> I, was actually, I, I was actually thinking, I was like, 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 uh, and I was just trying to say, don't say Draymond's dick. Don't say Draymond's dick. And you said Draymond's dick. And I was like, dang it. I actually thought it into existence for you to say. <laughs> So, what I want you to do, right? Okay. I need you to, like, go on YouTube, type in Jameis Winston uh, Eats W. So, like, I heard some references to this, but I don't know what this is. This is, like, him trying to motivate his team. And that's all I'm going to say, but I'm just going to, like, you know, I'm just going to, I don't want to spoil it. Oh, is it this? this Yes, it is. What makes it is just the the every everybody else on his team is just standing there just looking at it. It doesn't look like they're being motivated at all. And it just looks like he's just kinda like an idiot just eating his fingers. What are your thoughts, man? (laughs) Danny's speechless. I I can't wait to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I don't know that I have anything it's to speechless. say. <laughs> oh my god! But did he eat that W or what? <laughs> okay, so like, besides the fact that he's a shithead, um, my god, he's also definitely not a leader of men or possessing. <laughs> It's always amazing because, like, obviously, like, certain guys kind of have to assume leadership roles. Some haven't or they don't. some people are just so hilariously, like, are just so hilariously lacking in the skills necessary to do that, that things like this spring into existence. And, you know what I mean? It's like, he's been selected his entire life not for his ability to be a leader of men, but to for his ability to like throw a football and read a defense, uh-huh. and like I don't know if he can read a defense because he keeps throwing interceptions, man. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> god! It's like you know what I mean. It, it, there's always like a point where it's like I was thinking about this earlier related to audio effects. So like I was listening to a song and they were doing this weird compression effect. That was so bizarre that I thought there was like a problem with the file. Mm. Uh, and I figured out a little ways in that it's an effect and not like a mistake the producer made. Mm. But if you can't tell the difference, then it's probably wasn't a good idea to begin with. And like Jameis like starts into this thing where he just starts licking his fingers. <laughs> you just hear that smack it. 
And it's like everyone is just dead silent, just staring at him. And it's like no one is entirely sure if he's trying to give a speech or if he's just actually gone insane. It's just, oh my god. It's like your brain, like, part of your brain died when you watched that. I, I saw it. It's, it's like, if I could, like, see the, make that, uh, that video in slow motion, it'd be like that Simpsons part, like, yo, it's like, hey, Lisa, you can pinpoint the exact second when his heart rips. <laughs> so it's like the same thing. It's like, now, you pause right here. And you go slow motion, you can see the exact moment where Dan's brain, part of his brain died. <laughs> yeah, God, I wish we had filmed that. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't much in the film. You were just like, you didn't move. He just looked at the screen blankly and just didn't move because you just couldn't believe what you just saw. What What if, like, what if uh, James Winston had a serial, like, was sponsored by a serial? And it was like like a special edition like W's, it's like this green uh, series W's, and you're just eating W's. Well, I'm also thinking about the Cubs. The Cubs, whenever they win, they fly the W flag. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. man. So obviously, put Jameis Winston on the Cubs. <laughs> he played baseball at one point. He did. I don't think I, don't, I, I think the Cubs got like a good nucleus going on. I don't think they want them spoiling that. If only Javier Baez could learn to take a walk. <laughs> Shots fired. I saw D. I hung out with D. God, a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah. Something like that. And. I don't even think we must have been doing something else that night because we were not recording a podcast. All we were doing, we were just talking. We were we were, we were just two young men just talking about you know the world as and as life. we saw it. Yeah, uh, life and uh, but things in between. But D told me a story that just like I don't know, I don't know what it is, but something about this story just like broke a part of me <laughs> in a good way. And I just, like, collapsed into laughter, like, uncontrollably. And I literally cannot think about this story without laughing to this day. <laughs> you said it broke you. Did, did it break you like Jameis Winston eating a W broke you or, like, broke you in, like, a, a good way? Uh, <laughs> I would say broke me in a good way. Um, because... I like I said, I've needed to laugh quite a bit recently. So I, whenever I need, whenever I need to chuckle, I think about that, and it cracks me up every single time. Okay. Uh, so why don't you? And so I insisted that he tell the story on the podcast, and we're literally even filming it to upload to our YouTube channel. I think the camera just started like got me like pretend to eat a. I set the camera up and then I realized that I actually forgot to actually press press play uh, or press record. Man. So whatever. We've got like weird ghost lighting going on here too because my light source is down there. But whatever. I'm okay. lazy. It doesn't matter. Um, so why don't you tell me this story, D? Okay. Explain to our listeners what's going on here. All right. So actually tell you what. I will I will get creative with this. Uh, it's not helping at all. No, 
There you go. That helps. That yeah, is hey. much, much. Hey. Um. Right. Yeah, D. Why don't uh, Why don't you? I'm just gonna lean out of the frame here in a second. Why don't you tell us the story? All right. So, all right. So, this is I call this story light bulb. So, <laughs> all right. So, see, it's already started. I haven't told the story yet. It's got a title now. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be. This is like this is like performance art. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be professional. I'm trying to put a header on it, like you know, like um, Word ninety seven times New Roman twelve point times New Roman. Man, I love it. It's boring, but it gets, <laughs> but it's professional and it gets the job done. Just like me. Yeah, anyway, you know, you're not boring though. I know. Anyway, uh, so I was, I think maybe like six years old, six seven years old. I think I was at like. My cut one of my cousin's uh birthday parties, and I get, it, it was during the summer, so we're like, okay, just having fun, you know, cake, music, dancing, whatever, whatever. Um, of course, it, it was nightfall, and we um, I think I was at like we were at like a, an uncle's house, like maybe like one like my great uncle, and uh, we were we went down his basement, and of course, you know, it's the dark and kids like playing and like. You know, I guess hide and seek or like, ooh, it's dark and trying to chase people and try because it's scary and exciting, whatever. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I'm scared of the dark. So there was this one room that had a light and I went there. So went there and there was like a bed there. So I sat there or I think I was sitting there or I was like sitting near there. And there was like a couple other kids, maybe like some younger, some older than me. Um, so... I'm seeing this light bulb, and I never, I've never seen it, seen anything like this. It was like a normal light bulb, but you know how like a light bulb is like kind of fixated like in your lamp or like fixated like above the ceiling. Yeah. Well, that fixture was like kind of sutured like on the wall, about just like an inch above like the <laughs> floor, and it was like right next to that bed. And I was like, okay, that's- so. But this was like literally a light bulb, right? It was not like it wasn't a night a, light or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was like a light bulb as if like with that, but without the shield. Right. Yeah. Was it, okay, so like was it on, was it like on a mount that was plugged into an outlet or something? No, it, it was like, the, it was like jetting from the, from the wall, I, I it remember. Was just, it was just a light fixture on the wall. Yeah. With just a bare light bulb in it. Yes. That's so Yes. Hard. That's that that was like the weirdest part. Like I wish that was the only thing I wish I could stop there that as that being the weirdest thing, but it, <laughs> things got weirder than that. It got worse than there. So so I'm looking at it and like to me it's like that's the only light that's saving us from like total like darkness in, in that basement. And of course, you know, I'm scared of the dark. So I'm like, okay, I'm making sure the light's cool. But there was this kid. He might have been, like, it might have been my cousin or it might have been, like, some some kid I didn't know. I think he might have been, like, two, maybe three years old. <laughs> he took some intrigue to this light. <laughs> the same light that was jetting to the wall. Exposed, mind you. <laughs> Nothing separated him from that light bulb. He, like, I'm looking at him because I know something is about to happen. But I'm thinking, like, maybe something won't happen. But I'm in denial because I'm looking at I know something's about to happen. But I'm like, I'm just watching. I'm just waiting and seeing. So the kid takes, like, a, like he's so fixated on his light. He's, he's like, kind of standing, right? And he, he kind of takes his hands or something. And I think he's just kind of, like, 
like touching it or just kind of like like in a way like feeling around it or like sizing it up whatever and i'm just i'm just thinking in my mind i'm looking at this kid like it was kind of like a slow motion i'm just looking at him like please don't hit the light 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 <laughs> and before you know it the kid just goes <laughs> and kicks the darn light bulb and and I have never seen anybody <laughs> kick a light bulb before, and I haven't seen it since. So what happened? It was it was the scariest, but the coolest thing I ever seen. Like the guy, when he the impact, once he hit it, you hear the the you, you heard the smash of the like shatter of that that glass light bulb, and you just see like quick sparks from I guess that that light. Like, can I escape in that light bulb? And when he kicked it, I heard a kid, like, in the background go, whoa! And that was, since that was the only, the, and since that was the only source of light in that basement, it was light and then insta-dark. And, of course, I'm scared of the dark. And I basically, like, just got, like, I don't know if I walked fast or I just ran out from, like, that basement and ran back up the stairs to go back outside where the where the light was, was shining from the stars. But to this day, I I can't remember the kid's name or if that, if that person, I was related to him or not. But to this day, I will never forget the time where the kid... Was fixated on the light bulb, and for some reason decided it was a good idea to kick the light bulb and break it. Like you, it was. I mean, we're on. Like we had the FIFA Cup going on right now. It was like he was just trying to like score a goal. Like you heard the turn bend it like Beckham. I think he broke it like Beckham. Like, <laughs> scariest but like oh. it was the scariest but funniest and coolest thing I ever seen and like I've never oh seen God. anything like that done to a light bulb like that in my life ever again I don't think I ever will so yeah the kid feeling it out I love the like I love the like kid in the background whoa <laughs> I mean what would you say Someone just randomly just kicked the light bulb, and all of a sudden it's just dark, and you just hear a smash and a little spark going up in the air. <laughs> oh my god! I'm having such a hard time breathing right now. Oh boy! See, this story has this effect on this guy right here. Like, I I man. don't know why. I just find it absolutely hysterical. I never. I, I don't know why he kicked it. Maybe no one know, knows. Maybe it's a mystery. Maybe maybe one know it was like the the, the, the crush of light bulb. I don't know. <laughs> he just wanted to see what would happen. I that that kid is probably like all grown up now. He's likely all grown up now, and I don't know if he his mind like uh, could formulate memories <coughs> that that far back. I, I don't think he was young enough to like um, to have that memory, but yes. I do. Yes. <laughs> I have that memory. He has no idea what happened. I don't know. I don't even know. I can't remember who it was, but I just remember this this kid that was younger than me. I was six, so I was already young, six years old, and obviously it was like it was kind of like a toddler or something. Toddler, maybe two, three years old, and he just kicked the light bulb, man, and broke it. 
I'm actually kind of impressed they just shout at me. It's just like exploding. I mean, I have so many questions. Like, <laughs> why was that light bulb fixated on the wall an inch, like an inch, maybe inch and a half above the floor? Why was it next to the bed? Why were, why were us kids in that room? Why was that kid, like, unattended, like, uh, like, able to freely think about kicking a light bulb and everybody just like just ignored him and just let it happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa! Whoa! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Man. I can't. Oh, I can't even. That's, that's just that just takes a cake, man. Like, <laughs> Man. Thank you for that. No problem. Man. I don't care if any. If, I don't care if no one else finds that funny. I do, and that's all that really matters. I think that's a wrap. It is a wrap. So, like, I hope you enjoyed like you know, our analysis of the NBA. I hope you like uh, enjoyed like us talking about LeBron and and uh, Cleveland, like everything in between the NBA. Uh, hope you enjoyed. The eating of light, uh, eating of light bulbs. Darn. Whoa. <laughs> eating of eating I, light bulbs I, is now the title of. This I actually episode. saw that it was like my strange addiction. I think this guy like took a bite. He would eat glass. And I think one of them was a light bulb. I know at least one was like a like a wine drinking glass or something. But that's a story for another time. But uh, maybe we start sorry again. Like uh, Jameis Winston eating W's, <laughs> and my uh, infamous. Um, light bulb kicking stories. So, like, <laughs> uh, so man. But hope you really enjoyed this as much as we did. Like we we had a blast, and like yeah. also like I don't know when this video is coming out, but hey, just want to go ahead and say it. It'll probably be after, but hey, happy Fourth of July to everybody. So, like, happy America Day. Yeah. Hey, buddy, it's okay. Yeah, he's getting hungry. But anyway, I, I just want to say, like, hey, thanks for being with us. Um, um, uh, uh, go ahead, you know, keep following us. What is it like? Uh, Dan vs. D uh, castpod at gmail.com. DVD castpod. DVD castpod. Dang. Okay. DVD castpod at gmail.com. DVD castpod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, Twitter at uh, DVD Sports Show with two S's. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, we're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Oh, you yeah. probably are listening to us one of those two places. Half of y'all have, an, I, uh, have a, uh, an iPhone, so go ahead. Give us a listen. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. And uh, Coming soon. I'm going to be uploading to Twitch. Yes, yes. I, I want to. <clears throat> I would very much like to Twitch. Ooh. Uh, anyway, uh, that has all been quite wonderful, and uh, man, you might notice my voice sounds a little bit different now because that is literally how hard I was laughing. <laughs> um, Every time I tell this story, man, <sighs> he just loses it. Holy crap! Um, but yeah, it's been it's been nice, and thank you all for coming out to listen to us. Um, I guess on a slightly more serious note, um, I think it's been uh, it's been kind of challenging times for for both of us recently. Yeah. And, and doing the show has been 
a nice way for us to spend time together, but also uh, a just nice catharsis for both of us that we both very much appreciate. And uh, no doubt. even if no one listened to it, we would probably still do it. Uh, we do it for the love of the game. We really do. And, uh, <laughs> you know, back in my day, pro athletes weren't paid. <laughs> That's my impression of a stupid opinion. Um, anyway, I mean pro athletes. Pro athletes, if you're thinking about esports, yeah, that's true. They really don't. Now they get. Now they get. Well, I mean, they're now now getting paid more now. So true. So that's a start. It's growing. So that's yeah. something. But yeah. They also, <laughs> they also don't really have unions. So mm. uh, anyway, one more thing I forgot to mention earlier is uh, uh, you. Yes, you. You, the listener. <laughs> you have the power to make a difference. You got the power! Here's how you can make a difference. This show has uh, has still yet to receive a single rating or review on iTunes. Or an email. On Apple Podcasts or, or email. <laughs> but in terms of what would actually help the show grow, uh, literally a single rating. Preferably five stars, but I would also prefer you be honest and give us real feedback. Um would be greatly appreciated and literally if you do that our show will have gone from negative infinity to one and that is literally the greatest single jump that this show could ever possibly make so uh, it's sort of like how you should buy one lottery ticket or zero lottery tickets but probably not any more than that Okay. Uh, so you, the listener, should do your damnedest to be the first to do that. But anyway, that's a wrap, folks. Appreciate you listening. Have a good night. Hey, hey wait, whoa, 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 one sec, man. You gotta do your line, like my line of yours, man. I love it. I ain't gonna let you leave without it. Folks, I wish I could just hug you all, but I'm not going to. But someday, you will. the funniest word I've ever, like, the funniest uh, descript, uh, descriptive word I ever heard, or like a, like a type of something, a shih tzu, as in uh, describing a dog. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like at some point in my life I heard someone say shih tzu because they didn't want to say shih tzu. <laughs> There's also shiitake mushrooms. Oh, Wow. I never forget. There's, oh. I never forget this one thing. It was like, uh, you remember MXC Most Extreme Elimination Challenge? They had like this game. Uh, one segment. It was called Eat Shiitake. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yep. That's perfect. They knew what they were doing. It was cable television. What do you expect? That's smart. Yeah. yeah or there's um, there's this guitar pedal, and it's called the Fox Fuzz. Um, yeah. F U X X. So it's not not a swear word. The fuck's fuzz.